Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Thanks for listening to Creative Control. Uh, while I have you here, Please consider supporting Youth Empowerment and Support Services, otherwise known as YES. Based in Edmonton, Alberta, YES provides immediate and low-barrier overnight and day shelter, temporary supportive housing, and individualized wraparound supports for young people aged 15 to 24. They work collaboratively within a network of care focused on the prevention of youth homelessness by providing youth with the necessary supports to stabilize their housing, improve their well-being, build life skills, connect with community, and avoid re-entry into homelessness. Learn more about how to donate or otherwise support YES by visiting YESS.org. Hi, I'm Jed Bodwin, and I live in Wichita, Kansas. I am a Patreon supporter for Creative Control. I discovered Creative Control some years ago, I think maybe while looking for interviews with Tommy Stinson of The Replacements, and uh, I stumbled across this, this conversation that Vish had with Tommy Stinson that was really insightful. Vish held his own. I think Tommy can be a little bit of a difficult interview at times, and it went really well, and it really uh, got into some areas that I wasn't expecting, and I thought, gosh, I have to listen to more of this guy and his podcast. Yeah, sometimes I'm not necessarily a fan of the music or musicians that uh, Vish will have on the show, but I always appreciate their creative process a little bit more. And uh, more times than not, though, it does lead me to uh, finding a new musical artist that I'm interested in or to think a little bit differently about maybe some artists whose work I've overlooked. So, you know, go ahead, and if you've been waiting at all to support Vish and Creative Control, now is probably the best time to do it. I know as a public radio employee here in Kansas, listener-supported broadcasting, whether it's podcasts or radio itself, really isn't a thing of the past. It's actually very much a thing of both the present and the future. So, yay Vish, yay Creative Control. To make your flexible monthly donation to Creative Control... Please visit patreon.com slash creative control today. Keith Morris is an iconic and spirited singer, songwriter, producer, lyricist, and author who lives in his home state of California. Morris sang in and co-founded 
the influential punk band Black Flag in 1976 before going on to co-create the similarly impactful hardcore band Circle Jerks, who have been an on- and off-again concern since 1979. When the Circle Jerks initially ceased activity in 1990, Morris explored other sounds in new bands, then took up with Circle Jerks again for sporadic tours and live shows, which continue to this day. Since 2010, Morris has found a new audience with the explosive and beloved hardcore band Off, who have released a number of EPs, singles, and three excellent albums. The latest Off LP is called Free LSD, which Fat Possum Records sent into the world on September 30th, 2022, which prompted Keith to return to this podcast to talk about things like what it's like to tour Australia with Circle Jerks and the weather down under, why he's excited the band is now on Fat Possum, David Yao's appearance in the new video for the off-single War Above Los Angeles, and why the band has created a full-length film for free LSD, why the lyrics he and Dimitri Coates wrote for the new album seem to delve so deeply into conspiracy theories, live streaming on a podcast, the Dewey Decimal System, encyclopedias, Google, and Yelp, notions about the 1963 assassination of U.S. President John F. Kennedy, exactly why the lineup for Off has changed and who the new members of the band are, Area 51 and the Black Widow Group, future plans, and much more. A part of the Entertainment One Network with the support of listeners like you who follow and subscribe to this podcast and spread the word about it and make flexible monthly donations at patreon.com slash creative control where you can get bonus content and episodes of this show earlier than almost everyone else with additional support from blackbird music a well-stocked record store with locations in edmonton and calgary alberta and very friendly staff will happily help you with your orders say you want to order in the new uh, off album free lsd well just go to blackbird.ca and see if they can help you out i bet they can Plus in-kind support from Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee, respectively, in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario. This is episode 720 of Creative Control, featuring the lovely and talented Keith Morris from Off, with your host, me, Vish Khanna. Hi, Keith. How you doing? I'm good, Vish. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. I'm uh, telephoning you, or whatever, from Edmonton, Alberta, in Canada. Where in the world are you today? I am in Sydney, New South Wales, Australia, mate. <laughs> Fosters, well, short for Australia. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the last time we spoke, Keith, you were not in Australia. I believe you were in California. What what brings you to Australia? The circle jerks are coming to the close of what equates to be about 80 shows in this tour. And I guess this is our icing on our cake. We're on tour. We're, I think, doing about eight shows with Pennywise. And... We're having a blast. We're here in Sydney. 
unfortunately, today is a day off. And I had originally planned to go out and hug some koalas <laughs> or uh, take me koala be back, Jack, or uh, tie me kangaroo down sport <laughs> and maybe uh, hit a couple of record stores. But it's raining. It's oh. dark out there. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Now, have you been to Australia before in your travels as a musician or just as a human being? Um, this is my third time here. Oh. And um, we will be talking about Off. And the last two times I've been here, I was with Off. Oh, okay. The last time we were here, we were on the big day out, which was their equivalent to the Lollapalooza. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we actually had been invited to come along with the Red Hot Chili Peppers, who Mm -hmm. were headlining the big day out. Mm -hmm. And so it worked out really, really well for us. Now, I want to say the weather here right now is dark. It's a bit cool, and it's raining. The last time I was here, I remember... On the big day out, we were playing every day or somewhere between 1 and 2 p.m. on one of the smaller stages. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And on one of the particular days, we got on stage. Luckily, we'd been drinking a lot of water because we knew we were in what would be probably Australia's hottest spell. Mm. And what that equates to is we're on stage one day. It's 120 degrees on stage. Hmm. That's brutal. And it was, it, was as, it was as if you could just reach up, extend your arm, put your hand out, and you would be touching the sun. Ugh. Now, on a weather map, normally when you're in like a hot area, it could be orange. It could be vermilion. <laughs> It could be a reddish orange. We were in brick red. Ugh. No, that's that sounds awful. Why would you want to do that to yourself? That doesn't sound good at all. So in a weird way, the dark rainy weather today, somewhat of a respite. Even though it's horrible and you can't go to record stores, better than being in hot temperatures. Is that fair to say? That's easily fair to say, yes. <laughs> that sounds... Really terrible. Well, I'm sorry to hear that, uh, but before we move on to off, uh, how have the uh, Circle Jerks shows been? I've seen, uh, I've heard tell, and I've seen tell clips on Instagram and elsewhere. It looks like it was very raucous and fun. Uh, as you uh, celebrate the icing on the cake there, how, how has it all felt to you? Well, we've been having a really great time, and one of the really amazing things is is that We're getting along like we're all friends, which is a great thing Mm -hmm. because nothing's worse than being on tour and not getting along with your fellow bandmates. Mm -hmm. So in that sense, we're doing great. The shows have been great. Everybody's loved us. Uh, We've been making new fans. We've been pretty much out promoting our first album, Group Sex. Mm Mm-hmm. And our second album, Wild in the Streets, it's the 20th anniversary of Wild in the Streets. And this all came at the right time because we um, have a record label called Trust Mm -hmm. that came to us and said, we want to reissue your first three records. I see. 
and we were pretty much at a point where let's go for this. Let's do this. These guys are really good. You know, they, they talk a great game. They are really cool people Mm -hmm. and we're being treated very fairly. Well, that, that all sounds perfect. What could be better than that? You sound like you're in a good place. I, I, I want to say, and I thought this as off began to kind of ascend and take off. I was just kind of happy for you, Keith. I will say that. Does that resonate with you? Like, did you, are you hearing that a lot? I do. And, and, and here's another part of the thread. We, we have the first two Circle Jerks albums having been released. Now, we're going to talk about Off. Yeah. And we signed a record deal with Fat Possum down in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And we love Fat Possum just based on the old blues guys that all of those records that they put out. Sure, yeah. R.L. Burnside and T-Model Ford, you know, just yeah. great, great blues guys. You know, and they, they're down in Mississippi, and they actually get to see these guys. They saw these guys coming up playing in, like, living rooms, playing in booze storage areas in the back of bars, you know, where they, they don't allow black people, and then they have these rooms in the back, and that's where everybody congregates. Yeah. Just total, total bitchiness. Yeah, I, I was lucky to see, uh, I'm from Ontario, and that's where I lived until we moved here a couple of years ago, and I got to see R.L. Burnside uh, just the one time, but I loved it. And, uh, and yes, off is now... Not only on Fat Possum, you're talking about reissues. Did Fat Possum not do a thing for you guys and release re-release some older music? Isn't that true? Um, we have all of our original recordings coming out, being released by Fat Possum. Yeah, which is a really great thing. Yeah, we we released the first four EPs mm-hmm. on a twelve inch which is a lot of people are just ecstatic because that's more convenient. <laughs> you know, everybody, <laughs> you know, you, you, sure. you listen to, you listen to a, uh, an EP with a couple of songs on each side and you got to get up and you got to turn it over and you got to take it off and you got to put the other EP on and vice versa, verse vice yeah. on and on and on and on. Yeah. And now you got a 12 inch that's got, Two EPs on each side, so more convenient. A lot of people love the convenience. Yeah, now I have the little box set of those EPs. I'll tell you that right now. And some some days, if I feel like I've been a little lethargic, I'll make myself have like a singles day, and that makes me not only I get to listen to the great songs, but it makes me have to get up and down a lot. And I view it as a musical exercise. You know where I'm coming from here? I'm like, oh. And that side's done. Got to flip it over. Up and down, up and down. Okay. You see where I'm coming from? Do you uh, do any calisthenics in between, like jumping jacks or burpees or uh, push-ups? No, no, no. Of course not. I'm re- no, no, no. I'm telling you, that's the workout. I rest. Listening to the music is resting. If you're going to do burpees, odds are the needle's going to skip. You're not going to... You can't do that. So, no. I put the, put on a single... And I let it play, and I sit there, and I enjoy it. Then I pop up, pop up quickly, like a like an exercise person, an acrobat, and I run to the record player, and I you know I put on, I flip it over, and then I go back, and I whoo, 
Whoo, got to rest. That's how I do it. I, I think that's this is the fitness routine. I got, a, I got a couple of minutes rest, and then I've got to jump back up and do it all over again. <laughs> Just saying, there's advantages to the owning the original EPs. But I see your point. It is exciting that Fat Possum has put them on a 12 inch record. Now, the other thing that is exciting is this new record, Free LSD. And I was just listening to it. I'm also feeling a little weird because I just watched the video uh, again for War Above Los Angeles, and that thing is creepy. Can we begin there? Because I think that's how a lot of us were introduced to this new album was via this promotional video clip that seems to be uh, of a cinematic nature. What's going on in the video for War Above Los Angeles, Keith? Well, what we've done is filmed a movie and... Because we had to use money from our video budget to make our movie, the deal was with Fat Possum that we were just going to basically create trailers for our movie and call them videos. I see. So all of that creepy stuff or any of the funny stuff or any of the serious stuff or any of the sarcasm, any of the stuff that you see, they're all scenes from our movie. A movie? Now, that is very ambitious. I think uh, every every time I turn around, someone's telling me the cinema is dead. No one cares about the movies anymore. It's all TV shows and whatnot, viral videos. What possessed you all? to take this album concept and turn it into a film. Which, by the way, I'm not disparaging. I think it's great, and the film looks great. It's nice to see my, well, he's not really my friend, but my one of my heroes, David Yao, often pops up in the uh, music promotional clips that Off puts out, and I always enjoy that. Uh, and, and Mr. Yao and I have had many conversations over the years, uh, and I love him very much. So it's just nice to see him, but again, looking kind of creepy, like he's up to something. Uh, I feel like he's a... First of all, yeah, before I go much further into the film, is David Yao a creepy leading villain? Can you tell me that much about the film? No. Okay. Spoiler he, he, alert? He, 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 he might come come off a bit creepy in yeah. bits and pieces in the movie. Yeah. But no, he's he's not evil. And he's I not shouldn't evil. Even really be, I shouldn't even really be telling you this because... Um, he is one of the heroes in the movie. Wow. Okay. Now, so, as we were writing the songs, we purposely took two years. Dimitri and I took two years to write this record because two members of our rhythm section were out and they were busy. Hmm playing with their other bands, uh, the Red Cross Band, the Melvins, Del Crover, uh, Rocket from the Crypt, Earthless. And we purposely took two years to, to write the music. And while we were writing the music, Dimitri had created a script. Now, um, if, if the sound in here is changed up, it's like I'm in a glass room urinating right now. Yes. Getting back to the cell phone and it's slipping out of my hand and falling into the commode. Yes. Um, I've, been yes. Drink, I've been drinking iced coffee all morning and I'm jittery and I'm out of my mind. And 
all sorts of fun things. But um, I, I just want to say that I did notice the the difference in in Sonic, uh, you know, the Sonic quality, and I appreciate that you're literally live streaming right now. Thank you. <laughs> no, I, pun intended. I get it. Yes. I understand. Sorry. Sorry. Yes. I just uh, tried to make a little light of the situation. Did you need a second to finish? Because I know what I am. Oh, no, I'm, now, so, I'm out, now I'm out into the big room. Oh, you're back in. Now okay. I'm, All right. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm back into it. Good. Good. I, I know I, I'm familiar. I've, I've urinated before, so I know what it's like. I know you sometimes need a couple of minutes just to get back into sorts. So in any case, we were talking about Mr. Yao. What were we talking about? David Yao or the film? I can't remember. Distracted by the David P. David Yao. Yes, yes. David Yao of the Jesus Lizard. And lastly, Flipper. Yeah, that's right. He was in um, Flipper and, and Quee. Remember that band? Did you ever see that band? He was in Quee. Yes, I did. Yeah, I like them too. Yeah. He happens to be a very good friend of ours. He also happens to have been in one of our previous videos. Mm -hmm. And so Dimitri stayed on his tip and eventually convinced him to be a part of our movie. We sent him a script and he said he was in. It was just a matter of talking to his agent. So yeah. um, all of that happened. But, but David, by the way, for those who don't know, like we mentioned some, uh, uh, Keith and I were kind of listing some of his musical credits. David, a very accomplished actor these days. So you, you, it's not simply that he's your friend and he's like, you know, iconic David Yao from the Jesus Lizard and Scratch Acid and whatnot. He's a good actor. He's a really good actor. So I think you've done well for yourselves there, if I might say, Keith. Well, we feel extremely lucky in that. I think there's about 25 characters in the movie. Mm -hmm. And we, in our search and getting people to be a part of this, we found some really incredibly fantastic actors and actresses. Mm -hmm. uh, D.H. Pellegro plays our drummer in the movie. And he's fantastic. Born to play I mean, that role. There's one scene where we're upstairs in a dressing room, having just played a, a musical performance at a place called the Roxy in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. And he's amazing. He's just like stellar. That's what he's been doing when he hasn't been playing drums. He's been out acting and he's really, really really good oh yeah. nice okay nice i didn't know that yeah. that's great yeah we we have chris d from the flesh eaters and the divine horseman mm -hmm. now he's creepy and evil i mean if you were just standing next to him and having a conversation <laughs> with him you would think he's creepy and evil and I he's see. a great guy amazing okay so you've got this stellar cast we're learning about it and we get glimmers of it from the video but uh, as I pour through the lyrics on free LSD, I, I can't help but think there's some intergalactic, uh, uh, you know, some something's going on with aliens and, and government conspiracies or regular conspiracies, if you will. Can you talk a little bit about how the film relates to uh, the songs and maybe in an overarching sense, talk about what might have inspired uh, this particular batch of songs uh, lyrically from your point of view? Well... One of the things that happened was I 
was part of a podcast with one of my best friends, a guy named Pete Weiss, mm. who plays drums in a band called Thelonious Monster. Mm. He's my neighbor. He's one of my best friends. He's my guru. Uh, he's my spiritual guiding light. And we had a podcast called uh, Blow Mind Show with Pete and Keith. And what we did was we dived into conspiracy theories. Hmm. Uh, does Bigfoot exist? Uh, why do we see all of these fast uh, zooming lights in the sky? Why do we see white stripes in the sky? Hmm. What's our government doing up there? What are they spraying upon us? Uh, we went into the missing 411. Uh, we went into, did uh, we really have a moon landing? What about the underwater city off the coast in the Santa Monica Bay where they've seen lights coming out of the water? Uh, what about Area 51? What about the guys, the black ops who were in charge of running people off of the property out there? What about the Archuleta Mesa uh, on the Colorado-New Mexico border where they had all of these sightings of a, a dog running along the highway, zooming past cars that are driving 80 miles an hour? What about the four nuns who witnessed late at night on the highway uh, a giant green reptilian creature that they couldn't tell anybody about because everybody would have thought they were drunk. So they, they waited and they waited and they waited and they finally decided to come out about it. Who killed JFK? Who killed JFK Jr.? What about the list of all of the people that were associated with the Clintons that all just mysteriously suffered from Arkansas. Now, okay, now, we, now, we, I see where you're going here, Keith. You asked a lot of questions there. I heard them. I don't have the answers to all of them. But it seems to me that you went from what we used to think of as kind of fun conspiracies to now, the, this day and age, you, you got us right up to the Clintons and the Vince Foster and who killed and then the JFK Jr. thing, which is like a big QAnon thing. So this is a golden age for dark evil, strange conspiracies. Uh, what, what's your take on what's going on there? Do you guys tap into something with those kinds of people? Uh, or were you just exploring the, the very nature of conspiracists and why they are drawn to such unanswerable questions and weirdness? Um, what, what we'll do is we'll, we'll, We'll take the majority because the government is not responsible for Bigfoot. Hmm. Our government. And when I say our government, I mean the U.S. government yeah. are some of the most evil people in the world. Yeah. You know, they 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 are in in positions of folding their arms with a smirk on their face saying, what are you going to do to me? What are you going to do to us? A, a lot of these conspiracy theories go back to people in the government. A lot of these conspiracy theories always go back to somebody that's greedy and evil and has surrounded themselves with 
more evil, greedy people. And it just goes on and on and on. We dived into some of these conspiracy theories. Mm -hmm. Of course, we've made our own judgment. And whether we believe them or not. And we've just tapped into some of these things, this whole list of different subjects and and pulled some of them out. And a, a lot of our lyricism has to do basically, even though we're, we're talking about unidentified flying objects, yeah. we're, we're talking about living organisms from other parts of the galaxy, the universe. Like, are we the only ones? You know, there there's no other intelligent forms of any kind of life anywhere else because it's all about us. You know, it's like, well, here we are in America. We're the greatest. Hurrah for us. Hooray, hooray, hooray. Yeah. And we're constantly being bombarded with the, all this evil bullshit. Right. It constantly, with the majority of these conspiracy theories, always goes back to black ops and CIA and uh, this branch of the government and that branch of the government yeah. and this agency and the FBI and, you know, these people did this and these people did that. And it's, you know, the majority of our population, the majority of the people that live in the world, just they're good people and they want to live good, good lives mm-hmm. and not be messed with don't have a lot of time to be sitting around on the computer doing research on all of this stuff. They've got too many other things going on that are more important to them. So consequently, a lot of this stuff just goes on and on and on. It's been going on for quite a while. And, you know, it's over our heads or under our feet or swooping around from and back. So we we dove into a lot of this stuff and we created and made our own opinions and a lot of it comes out in our lyrics. Ultimately, basically what we're saying is it's us versus them. Right, right. And we're being told that there's like all of these evil things out there by evil people. Right. No, I hear you, and I hear that throughout the record. I can pick up on exactly what you're saying in various aspects. Couple of, one quick clarification. You keep saying we and our. Is that the royal we? Like you and we as you and Pete, I think, on the podcast. When you say we and the lyricism is we and our, is that you? Um, that would be Dimitri and I. Okay, you work on the songwriting, the lyrics together in this case. Yes. Okay. Okay, so that I want to ask you some lyrics questions, and I don't know if, if Dimitri uh, had a hand in some of these, but let's go to the song Invisible Empire. Like I said a few moments ago, there are various instances where I can recognize some of these conspiracy tropes, but there's a passage here I want to ask you about. Invisible Empire, it's all the way back to zero. Mankind traced back to a single source. Can you give me a little insight as to where that came from? What does that kind of mean to you? Well, what we're doing is we're looking at all of these different things 
and compiling lists of lyrics. And one of the things that Dimitri's great at doing is picking bits and pieces and compiling them into lyrics. I see. So we we could be on a thread where we're talking about one subject and all of a sudden interjecting another subject that also fits in with the narrative. All the way back to zero, we're, we're talking about DNA. Oh, we're I talking see. about yeah. some of this stuff is, is it's part of our composition. It's part of what we're made up from. Hmm. We, we listen to Elon Musk give a speech about how we have certain things that he seems to think have been inserted into our DNA and that our world that we're a part of is something that's being created in a computer inside our heads. Now, that's all pretty wacky and way out there and far out. And he's a freak. Uh-huh. And he, he's, he's somebody that has taken credit for a lot of things that he has no, no business taking credit for. He's just a rich kid. Yeah. That yeah. comes from South African money. Yeah. You know, the white people apartheid in, in South Africa. And so he's kind of just on his tear. Yeah, yeah. I, I can hear a glimmer of, of, of a person like that in the song Circuitry's God. Uh, and those lyrics, for those who haven't heard the song yet, ghosts and electricity, machinery multiplies, rearrange the building blocks into our own demise. It's what we want, objects of design, calculated cruelty, you'll get left behind. This, to me, seems quite contemporary. Is this about modern technology, the things we use, the phones, the computers, Keith? Is that where you're, what inspired that? I'm opposed to a lot of this technology. Yeah. Because it, it makes things even more convenient than what they are. Mm-hmm. See, we, we have this thing called Google on the computer, and now the kids don't even have to go to the library and yeah. um, go through the Dewey Decimal system. You know, we used to have to go to the school library or we'd go to the library the public library after school and we would sit there and we would do homework and if we came across something that picked our interest or we needed to uh, look up what this word means we would have to get into the dictionary or we find something that makes us curious we we've, we've got to go into the encyclopedia britannica right sure and now, and now yeah that's all been removed you know, all all because of convenience. I'm for the computer, but I'm also opposed to a lot of the things that the computer allows us to do. You know, and it's this technology. Yeah. There's more and more of it. And it's like you got to have this app and then you got that app and you got people with Yelp. I was thinking about this this morning. Yeah. When it comes to Yelp and well, I've got to look up this restaurant and see how many critiques they have and what people are saying and how many stars they get and you know how many reviews they have and it's like 
whatever happened to the time where you just pulled up into the parking lot, you saw a bunch of cars, you're going into the restaurant, you go into the restaurant and there's a bunch of people in the restaurant. Doesn't that represent the food being at least um, maybe a, a, a B minus? Yeah. A B? Yeah, it does. You know? Yeah. You know, what, what happened to those days where you just like you're at the Chinese restaurant and all of a sudden you look in and it's filled with Chinese people. They certainly wouldn't be eating there if it was horrible food. Mm-hmm. Well, so, OK, this all ties back into the record. Everything you're talking about right now, because and let me lay this on you. I feel like people uh, have come to trust the telephone and the computer more than the real life thing and and now uh, and that and that's the restaurant analogy you cite is a perfect example of that they'd rather uh, you know uh, look at something uh, by a bunch of strangers uh, like the reviews and assume that that's more accurate than real life I think this ties back into the conspiracy stuff because what we're finding right now is a lot of the most ardent conspiracy theory believers uh, get lost on the internet on their on the computer on the telephone and then then they start to storm uh the capital uh because uh the, the internet told them to uh they read enough stuff does that compute no pun intended for you well you go on google you 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 uh click on the first thing that comes up on the list yeah and maybe that's as far as some of these people go like not going deeper into it and diving into more details. Yeah. Yeah. When, 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 when I was doing the conspiracy podcast, we go deep, you know, we spend a minimum six to eight hours doing research. Um, My friend Pete, he'd spend two or three days doing research. Yeah. Using the computer, using the computer though. Yeah. Yeah. Pete's not going down the library, pulling out the Funkin' Wagnalls. He's on the computer, too, trying to figure out the research for the episode. Is that what you're saying? Yes, but he's not going with the first thing he reads. Mm -hmm. You know, you go down that list, depending upon what the subject is, you could go 20, 40, 60 deep. Yeah. If if you have the time to do that, like I said... Yeah. The, the majority of people that are diving into these conspiracy theories, these QAnon people, first off, a lot of them are numbskulls. A lot of them are like m- mental dwarfs. <laughs> and yeah. They don't have the capability of going anything deeper than just what's right there in front of them. Yeah. Well, but again, back to the Chinese restaurant, people are choosing not to believe uh, the real thing. They're, they're, they're choosing to believe the simulated things. So uh, the reviews of the Yelp, they're choosing to believe that as opposed to doing what you said, which is go down to the, to the restaurant themselves and get the facts by putting the food in their mouths. They're trusting what they read on their, on their machines. So uh, what I want to get to here is in your podcast and, and now on this record where you delve into the conspiracy theories, have you left this process uh, feeling more critical of them? Do you believe some of them more as a result of all of the work that you've been doing? Well, 
Dimitri and I went deep on some of these conspiracy theories. And there were points in time where he was actually looking at me and questioning me as to how much I believed in these conspiracy theories. There are some of these different subject material that I wholeheartedly believe in. Hmm. You know, some of the conspiracy theories, we know that JFK was assassinated or was murdered. Yeah. And Oliver Stone made the movie where he brought in the Narlins Mafia. He brought in Clay Shaw, some CIA people. You know, there, there are a lot of different angles to that one. We know that Lee Harvey Oswald had a gun he had to click and fire and click and fire and click and fire. He he rattled off a handful of shots and it took him longer. It it was just not possible for him to do what they accused him of doing. Have you uh Keith, have you heard the the, the theory that the first shot uh, was uh, an attempt by an assassin, but the second shot, the lethal blow, was accident. Uh, was an accident by one of the Secret Service people who panicked. Um, I've not heard that one. Yeah, that one's a good one because that one suggests that the uh, the kill shot was actually totally an accident. Uh, because well, if you look at the range and the damage done, uh, it's there's some plausibility to it that the Secret Service guy panicked and accidentally discharged his weapon, and that that's how we lost Jack in the end. Well, there's another angle to that, too, and that the Secret Service guy could also have been tied in with the CIA. Sure. When it comes to JFK, I believe the CIA pulled that off. You do, do you? JFK had already, they'd already written up all of the paperwork to yeah. put an end to the CIA. Yeah. One of the big wigs in the CIA was George H.W. Bush. He happened to be in Dallas that day, along with all of the other big wigs from the CIA. They were all there. Earlier in the day, earlier that morning, a Dallas police officer was shot and killed in the street out in front of his house. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There was a reason for that. He had the same build, the same structure as JFK. So they had their second body. And there was a, in one of the conspiracy theories was they switched bodies in the, because there were two jets there in the airport. Yeah. And who in their right mind would tell the president, oh, it's okay. You, you can ride in a convertible vehicle. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you don't need to be waving to people from inside with all of the bulletproof glass rolled up. You know, it's a beautiful day for uh, a murder today. Yeah. So yeah. go on out there and get yourself killed. Listen, I, I mean, I I appreciate where you're coming from. I've studied the JFK assassination uh, for most of my life. I've read lots of books seen lots of movies, documentaries, so I'm with you on this. I am mindful of the time. You're in Australia. You're ahead of me. You're in the future. 
I know you have uh, another appointment coming up shortly. So I want to move us along. Speaking of conspiracies, Keith, uh, you alluded to the fact that OFF has changed members. Uh, those of us who uh, have seen OFF, love OFF, really like the original configuration a lot. Can you talk a little bit about what... You mentioned they were busy, um, Mario and Steve there, I think you said there. Can you talk a little bit about uh, what happened and why they're no longer in the band and what the new band is all about? Okay. What happened was I told you we purposely took two years. Yes, that's right. So that yeah. those guys could go out and earn money to feed their families. We were very, very, very well aware of what they needed to do to be able to survive. So for two years, Dimitri and I, while we were writing the material, we got a band meal every day. You know, we'd go and have a bowl of soup and a salad or a sandwich. Mm -hmm. And that was our pay. We, we weren't taking any money. It was whatever royalties were coming in for either of us was what we were surviving on. They were out playing. And we, Dimitri and I, our thought process was they're going to come back and we're going to ask them for two months of their time to create the new album. Mm -hmm. We would like to be in a room with them so we could get creative with them because normally the situation is we write the songs, they play the songs, they learn the songs, they play the songs. We wanted to, because we're creating a soundtrack for our movie, Yeah, wanted to create extra music, incidental music. Mm-hmm musical bits and pieces that would play to scenes where there were no lyrics. It would just be whatever the guys were playing. So we were hoping for two months. They got back. It was time for us to learn the songs and record the songs. And and the way we worked, we, we had Mario for two days. And in two days, we recorded 21 songs. Wow. And then he came back for another two days and we recorded, I think, another four songs. Wow. Okay. Now, granted, we had already recorded 23 songs with Del Crover, mm. who was going to be, he was going to be the drummer on the album mm. because Mario said, I'm not an actor. I'm not going to be in the movie. I'm a drummer. <laughs> I don't have time for this. <laughs> Sorry. We recorded, yeah. <laughs> with, we recorded, we recorded with Del. Mario heard the recordings and immediately stepped up and said, I can do better than that. I'm going to play drums on this. Huh. So Dimitri rewrote the script. This, this was about the third time he rewrote the script because we were going back and forth with drummers. He rewrote the script purposely with Mario in mind not saying any lines. I see. Not having yeah. to like step up and be able to say lines. Mm -hmm. So we, we, we recorded with those guys, but it was really odd because we weren't going to get two months of time from these guys. Yeah. And Dimitri and I, we started to realize this. And then we started to get friction from Stephen McDonald, mm. who while we're recording our songs, he's recording in the morning with the Melvins. Hmm. 
or he's blowing us off for a couple of days out of the week so he could record a new Red Cross album. I see. Yeah. And it was extremely frustrating Mm. to the point where Stephen actually made a few comments that were like beyond uncool. Like, Mm. how could you say that? How, how, what, what are we supposed to do? Mm. And at one point, Dimitri and I are on his couch at his house. And he said, Keith, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to be in a band with guys that don't want to play with us. I don't want to be in a band with musical mercenaries. I don't want to be in a band with guys who are just going to show up for the paycheck. Mm. I see. And I said, Dimitri, we've worked on this for two. We've taken two years out of our lives and we scraped by on scraps to create what we're going to create. What's the end game here? Hmm. He said, I can't work with these guys. I don't like Steven. Hmm. Steven does not like me. He's not like me since the very beginning of the band. Hmm. And it's really becoming apparent. And it's like, I'm, I'm looking at my creative partner and, 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 and understanding that he's more important than Stephen McDonald to this band. Hmm. I said, I will fire Stephen. Hmm. I, I didn't want to. Yeah. Because Stephen and I, we had recreated our friendship. Hmm. And I, I love Stephen, but at the same time, he, he does stuff where it's just all about him. Or he does stuff where it's like anything else he's doing besides off is more important. Hmm. And I'd already been through that situation with Greg Hudson in the Circle Jerks when he became a full-time member of Bad Religion. And it was like the Circle Jerks were just around for him to have something to do when he wasn't doing Bad Religion. Right, right. And I was just, I was not going to go through that again. Right. And so when I fired Steven, Mario quit because there was a convenience to what we were doing. We never rehearsed. Oh, okay. If we were playing a show, we would get together in a hotel room and just bang around and bash around on guitars on little mini amps and, and go through as much of the set as we could. And then we'd get to the venue and maybe we'd do the same thing in a, in a uh, dressing room. And then we would play. Hmm. That was the way we worked. Yeah. And it was very convenient for those guys. Just come on, play the show, and move on to the, their more important musical organizations in their lives. And Dimitri had had enough. Hmm. And I was like, I gotta I gotta do something to 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 save off. Yeah. Because off is Firstly, Dimitri and I, and then it's the guys that play with us. And the guys that play with us, the new guys are beyond enthusiastic about it. When are we going to play? When are we going to play? When's the record coming out? When are we going to play? When's the movie coming out? It's like, it's refreshing. It's a kick in the ass. It's It's a new jolt of energy. And Justin and the new guys, just to name them, just, the, Justin Brown is the drummer. Justin Brown, Justin Brown, Dimitri actually saw Justin Brown play with 
Herbie Hancock at the Hollywood Bowl wow. in Hollywood, California. Yeah. And he was blown away. Justin also plays with Thundercat, yeah. who right now is out playing shows with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. Autry played with, and you will know us by the Trill of the Dead for 10 years. And we love the Trill of the Dead. Mm-hmm. Dimitri's other band, Burning Brides, actually played a bunch of shows with Trill of the Dead. So, mm. you know, they're all familiar with each other. Well, it's a hell of a sound. And uh, I wish we could talk more about the music again. I'm trying to keep I'm trying to be mindful of your other appointments. I'm going to be your uh, assistant right now and tell you you have another call, I think, coming up soon, Keith. So this happened the last time we talked to, as I recall, but that's okay. You and I are talkers. I enjoyed this. I want people to check out this record. I didn't even get to ask you about the songs F, L, S, and D, which are incredible uh, freakouts, but maybe another time, right? You've got to go pretty well, soon, don't you? I'm going to leave by telling you we went to some different places yeah, just for our own sanity because we're in what basically is called the, the genre that we're a part of is hardcore punk rock Mm -hmm. and i've been doing it for my entire musical career yeah with the exception of bug lamp and midget hand job it's all i've known Mm -hmm. and it was it was really great to be able to step out of the box yeah free lsd you know, we've already got a bunch of straight edge punk rockers going. How could you? What a terrible name. How could you name your record that? <laughs> you know, it's like because we want to, yeah. because we get to, because we've earned the right to be able to do whatever the fuck we want to do. Yeah. And for those who are going to listen to the record and don't like it or are put off by some of the new things that we're trying to do, that's fine. Yeah. There, there's other music to go listen to. Yeah. And we'll, we'll make new fans. Absolutely. No, I think that's the right attitude, Keith. Before I let you go, I know uh, people can uh, figure out how to find off on, you're on all the things, right? Social media, website, probably. You got all that stuff? Uh, Facebook. Yeah. Um, we have our own web pages. Yeah. You could go to Fat Possum Records. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You you could even go to Vice yeah. Records because that was our first label. I'm sh- sure they still, you know, they still love us. They wished us well when we told them what we were going to do. Yeah. And that was, we really, really enjoyed them. They were great. And I've... Um, actually, because I've drank so much iced coffee. Yeah, yeah. I've got to take another whiz. Okay, before we, we before we take another break for the urine and, and, and end this, sorry. Can you pick a song from Free LSD for us to go out on? And if so, can you tell us why you chose it? I like Black Widow Group. Ah. Which they are a black op group of the military who guard... Area 51, they're the ones that um, if they see somebody, they see a group of people up against the fence, they're the ones that race out there and say, time to go, you know, flashing their guns and all of their military gear. 
I love Black Widow Group. Okay. Let's play that right now. You love the imagery? Is that what you said? Yep. I I just like, I see a giant Black Widow on the front of a T-shirt. I'm thinking advertising. I'm thinking (laughs) merchandise. I'm thinking... I'm thinking like the uh, Jew that I am. (laughs) Okay, let's hear it now. This is Black Widow Group from the excellent new record, Free LSD by Off. Keith Morris, you're uh, someone I admire greatly. I thank you again for speaking with me again and for this this extra time, frankly. Uh, I hope you do well in Australia. Best of luck with everything in the future, and I hope you speak again. Thank you for your time. Cheers. I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Very special thanks again to Keith Morris for being back on this uh, 
podcast. It's always nice to speak with him. This time, Keith was on the uh, 720th episode of Creative Control, which is part of the Entertainment One Podcast Network and is available wherever you get your podcasts. If you can't find an episode that you've heard about and you're looking for it, and you just can't find it anywhere using Google or the Dewey Decimal System, uh, or uh, if you want to learn more about me and sign up for my monthly newsletter, everything you need should be available to you via vishkana.com. Also, like Creative Control on Facebook if you want to. Also, follow the show on Twitter at vishcreative, or you can follow me directly on Twitter and on Instagram at vishkana. Also, please visit patreon.com slash creativecontrol to make a flexible monthly donation to sustain this podcast. Now, you can you can donate any amount you want to support the show. That is the beauty of the Patreon. You can also change it. Like if you've started at one thing and you want to go up or you want to go down, whatever you want to do, you can do this. So that's fun. And you can change it any, any time. That's the, the other part of it. Uh, and that is the primary source of income for all this work I do. So I appreciate all the Patreon support that I get. It's modest in the grand scheme of things, uh, but it is very helpful. So thank you. I should say $6 or more a month as a donation grants you access to exclusive content that other people don't get. That can include a little bit of bonus time with my guests here. That can include uh, getting episodes earlier than everyone else. Uh, Usually the day before, if I can swing it, it all just depends on my schedule. But uh, So yeah, that is uh, something you can do as well if you're up for it. And more information about that at patreon.com slash creative control. Thanks again to the fine Alberta record retailer Blackbird Music, which you can learn more about and and order records from their website, really, at blackbird.ca. Also, I want to thank Pizza Trocadero, The Bookshelf, and Planet Bean Coffee in Guelph, Ontario, and Granddad's Donuts in Hamilton, Ontario, for their in-kind support for this show. I also want to thank Jim Guthrie for letting me use some music of his on the program. You can learn more about Jim at jimguthrie.org. And finally, thank you so much for listening to this episode with Keith Morris of Off. I hope you'll check out free LSD, the movie and the album by Off and I hope that you will subscribe to this podcast or follow it and tell all your friends about it and spread the word about it and I hope you'll join me the next time I do one of these shows uh, these episodes and that's it. I hope you're well and take care of yourselves and others the best you can and I will talk to you very soon. Thank you very much. Bye for now. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.